Welcome back to South Florida Sunday, Sharina with you. And today I'm joined by Dr. Abraham Betancourt from the Good Samaritan Medical Center in West Palm Beach. He is a bariatric and general surgeon with the Palm Beach Digital Surgery Institute. And today we're going to discuss bariatric surgery. Good morning, Dr. Betancourt. Welcome back to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me here today. It's a pleasure always to share with you about obesity and whatever that can help our community. Yes. So glad to have you. March is colorectal cancer month. Could you shed some light on the importance of early detection and screening, especially considering your colleague, Dr. Pierre de Villa, is an expert in the surgery field? Um, yeah, this is a, a good question. You know, um, colorectal cancer is the fourth most common cancer in the United States, and it's the fourth cause of death by cancer in the United States. So oh. definitely, it's a cancer that people should be aware of. And the easiest things I will encourage everybody used to be at 50 years old, I get a screening colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the last couple of years, the trend and the, the current recommendation has been dropped that age cut off to 45 because sadly yeah. we have seen an increase of colon cancer on younger patients. It's, yeah. it's a very preventable disease. I think we just need to educate our community just to go in and talk to your primary care if you are 45 or if you have a history of uh, colon cancer uh, from your parents or a first degree family member. Why do you think that we're having so many like more occurrences of this in younger patients? Well, I mean, there is no clear cause of that, but one of the stronger theory have to be with the diet. I mean, sadly, mm. the food in the United States is sadly not as good in other countries to say, I mean, this might sound a little bit exaggerated or overreacting, but some people might even consider the food that we're eating here in the United States as a poison. And also obesity, United States is one of the countries with the highest rate of obesity. We now know that obesity is linked to the increase of at least 13 types of cancer. So that also have a lot to do with the maybe the increase. We have a younger population suffering from uh, obesity. Mm. So cancer is a multifactorial disease, but right. definitely the cutoff has been dropped from 50 to 45 because we have seen the increase on younger patients suffering from this uh, cancer. Yeah, obesity is really becoming a problem in the U.S., um, which brings us to the bariatric surgery. It's often viewed as a last resort for weight loss, but what all goes into the decision between patient and doctor? Like, could you discuss the criteria you use to determine if a patient is actually a suitable candidate for bariatric surgery versus like other weight loss interventions? Um, Well, you know, as you mentioned, sadly, um, there is a lot of stigma or misconception around obesity mm-hmm. as a disease and the different treatment and particularly surgery. People think as a surgery as a um, you know lack of willing, the patient is an easy path, which is completely wrong. My partner and myself we approach obesity as a disease, which many times or in many aspects mirror cancer in which sense obesity is multifactorial. There is many um, things that can uh, uh, make the patient be prone to suffer from obesity. And as a cancer, there is many tools or resources um, uh, to treat the obesity. Like cancer, have your chemo, you have chemotherapy, radiation, surgery. 
nowadays with obesity we have surgery we have the the injections that I know we're going to talk a lot of, a little bit later and we have nutritionists we have endoscopic procedures so is a disease the mm-hmm. first thing that we need to understand that obesity is a disease and as a disease it, there is a multiple treatments available and it's in the best interest of the patient suffering from this disease to look for the best treatment that um, fit the patient needs. Right. And so what sort of like conditions do you most often see that kind of lead for the need to consider it bariatric surgery? We are living an obesity pandemic. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's incredible. We have even uh, teenagers suffering from obesity, suffering from fatty liver, diabetes. Up to about two years ago, and because the insurance regulation or guidelines, we used to treat patients with what we call body max index mm-hmm. of 35 or above that have certain disease, either diabetes, high blood tension, uh, high cholesterol, reflux, in order to the insurance to cover the surgery. But since two years ago, the societies that are involved in bariatric surgery make a consensus and a new recommendation to drop that, I would say, guideline or uh, inclusion criteria for surgery to, you know, BMI of 30 or above. And the reason is, again, it comes to the same that obesity is a disease that mirror cancer. Mm-hmm. You have a cancer, you would like to be treated when it's a stage one because mm-hmm. the outcomes are better, the results and survivals are better. It's the same with obesity. Sadly, because the guideline of insurance, we were treating patients in a very late state of the disease. We not, I would say, not ideal outcomes because we were taking care of patients with already diabetes, mm-hmm. high blood pressure, um, renal failure, heart failure, because uh, at that time when the patient sick for uh, surgery, it was already too late. Now, my recommendation is if you feel your BMI is above 30, you should be seen by a group, a comprehensive group that includes surgeons, dietitians, that start, you know, giving you the tools and treat your obesity at the earliest stage possible. Right, right. You want to take preventative measures instead of treating something at a late stage because you'll have better outcomes if you are doing the preventative measures. So as a surgeon specializing in gastrointestinal conditions and abdominal pain, what advice would you give individuals who are experiencing something like chronic abdominal discomfort but haven't sought medical attention yet? Yeah, I mean, let's start from this. Any pain is not normal. And especially if this affecting your daily activities, affecting you to perform at work, your social life, definitely the patient needs to look for uh, and be evaluated either by a gastroenterologist, primary care physician, or like in my case, I see a lot of patients because I'm as you say, my area is a gastrointestinal tract surgery. That was actually really insightful because a lot of people are dealing with pain on a daily basis and they're just like, oh, it's not that bad or go away and stuff. But yeah, pain is not normal. So you definitely want to get that checked out. Um, hernias are also a common condition that may require a surgical intervention. What are some of the different types of hernias and how do you determine the most appropriate treatment approach for each patient? Yeah, the typical umbilical hernias and the immunohernias are the common cause of counseling in my practice. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And then you can, there is many other type of hernias that we do in our practice. The, other, the third, I would say the most common one is the one that comes from a prior surgery. Let's say that you have a surgery, uh, you had an incision, then you can develop a hernia on that area. Oh. So, you know, the main reason why the patient looks for attention or for evaluation is either pain or the patient see like a, there is a bulge or like a bulge in your abdominal wall mm -hmm. or both pain with the bulge. Uh, our philosophy is always focused on patient quality of life. You know, we're very depends on your age, your quality of life, your mm -hmm. goals. Some hernias, you know, need to be addressed surgically. Some hernias can be absurd. So with this, that's why patients need to, you know, some, some patients are scared to go to, to the doctor because they're afraid of the one surgery. Right. And, you know, but the, the, the truth is if you had a hernia, look for a specialized doctor who can give you the best advice because, you know, every patient is different. Right. And speaking of, you know, treating each patient as unique as they are, how do you approach patients who are considering weight loss medications instead of like just going straight for the bariatric surgery? And also, what are the potential benefits and risks of the medications? The new weight loss medications are a great addition to the tools that we have now for the treatment of obesity. I think the mistake or the problem comes when people want a miracle treatment for everything. And then right. the people think that the injections are ideal to, again, every patient with obesity. Mm. So as I explained to my patient, is the same of like cancer. Some patients, yes, you need chemotherapy, but some patients benefit from chemotherapy before surgery then surgery, and then after the surgery, they might benefit from some from chemotherapy. So the most important thing is to go to a, a group of doctors that can comprehensively offer you all the different treatment options for obesity. The patient that benefit the most from this new injection, I would say definitely the one who is between BMI of 25 or 30, that is by definition, is considered overweight. It's not obesity per se. And then the patient with BMI and between 30 and 35. Okay. That is my big group of patients that I think that benefit to start this medication. Again, those medications have side effects. Right. And it's important to listen to the patient's goals. Because nowadays, if you, if you are BMI of 30, between 30 and 35, that's obesity type 1. If you respond to the medication, uh, most likely, and this is the, well, what the data has been showing lately, is most likely you will need to stay on the medication for the rest of your life. Oh, wow. So when, when a patient comes to my office, I tell the patient, you know, my goal and my role is to give you all the options, try to give you a, the most comprehensive guidance and all together we will make a decision which approach benefits you the most because if you have a patient with a BMI of 35 or 34 and is a young patient but you give it the option listen you might need to be on the shot for the rest of your life but with the surgery most likely we know that you will get rid of all the, the, the diabetes uh, 
uh, obesity and most likely hopefully you will be off any medication, I think we were obligated to tell the patient, explain the risk and benefit of each approach and help them to make a decision. And also with the advancement of technology and surgery, particularly with the Palm Beach Digital Surgery Institute, how do you see the future of surgical practice evolving and what potential benefits does it offer your patients? That's a good question. It's a lot of debate about robotic surgery versus laparoscopic surgery. In our practice, we approach all our patients with the robotic platform. I respect everybody, but in our experience, especially in high BMI patients, BMI higher than 50, 60, 70, which we see often, I think this technology offer an advantage compared to laparoscopic. These are, you know, patients with a challenging body habitus that definitely this technology helps tremendously to perform the surgery in a better and a safer way, which ultimately is going to translate of improve the outcome. And with Samaritan, we have our practices, mostly robotic surgery. It's one of the best technologies available to offer to our patients. Thank you so much for joining the show, Dr. Betancourt. How can listeners learn more about the Palm Beach Digital Surgery Institute or seek a consultation with you or your team? Um, we are here at the Good Samaritan Medical Center, and our office is at the Victor Ferris Building. It's mm-hmm. 1411 North Faga Drive, Suite A900. This is in West Palm Beach. Our program itself, we are completely dedicated only to Good Samaritan Medical Center. And one of the reasons is we feel like uh, only coming here and taking care of our patients allow us to always be available for them. The patients benefit tremendously because we're, we're, we're always available.